0: To be trembling I've got streaming You are straight out of pretty real live site streaming Good morning Uh we're at Athens Georgia and uh, it seems the system is working well this morning and uh, this is a privilege to be with you and we're studying the life of Elijah it's a lot to learn from Elijah at the time Elijah is operating as a prophet of the Lord the whole Israel is covered, filled with Baal Baal was a god of uh, not a God of fertility, but a God of the sun. A sun God, Lord of the elements. And there's different names for that For that Baal. Baal had a name called Baal Berith, Baal Gad, Baal Hazor, Baal Mion, Baal Zabub, Baal Zaforoth. Zephon. And so, the people of Israel were blind. They couldn't understand that you can't bring another God in the presence of the God of Israel. And there's something very odd that begins to happen in this story. And I'll begin to read and share with you. On on 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh beginning with uh, verse 20. I want to begin a little earlier. It came to pass, verse 17, chapter 18. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that that, uh, Ahab said unto him, Are you he who troubles Israel? And right after, the answer came, I have not troubled you, troubled Israel, but you. In your father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandment of the Lord, that you have followed Baleen. In other words, you're the cause of the problem. And Elijah presents Ahab. Remember Ahab is the is married to Jezebel, remember that? Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto the Mount Bethel, unto Mount Carmel, in the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty and the prophets of the groves, 450, which eat at Jezebel's table. So you're talking about 850 prophets. So, so the, the teaching, the exercise, the discipling of the Baalim's people was present in the life of Israel. And the question here is that they didn't know. They didn't understand it. It's something that's happening in America today. It's coming in from different channels created by different people in order to take us from the real God into another eye, into idols in terms of sexuality, in terms of morality, in terms of, uh, of money, in terms of investment, in terms of everything. As if the world in America is being corrupted, but nobody knows about it. It's a quiet movement. And this is the way it was at the time of Elijah. Elijah and Ahab were two leaders that served different gods. And so, we begin with verse 20. Of course, just now, Elijah simply suggested, let's get to Mount Carmel. Well, I've been to Mount Carmel many times. This time, I took the, the scenic route of Mount Carmel. There's a church on the right in parking parking for the buses. I took a left turn. And I went in, into the woods, finally, found a clearing of the trees on top of Mount Carmel, which which is, uh, Jezreel Valley is exposed. And so I sat on a rock, and behind me is a Jezreel Valley. I don't know if you know what Jezreel Valley is, but the Jezreel Valley is where Armageddon will be fought. It's a 60, 60 by 60 miles by 60 miles square area that the armies of the world will come in. And, and, and of course, they'll be defeated by the breath in the mouth of Jesus as He stands in the mud of olives. As He puts His foot down, the earth will split. He'll come into the eastern gate, the golden gate, and He'll breathe into the four quarters of the city of Jerusalem. And uh, uh, and of course, uh, the blood will be up to the horse's bridle. The Bible says, as 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 the armies of the whole world coming against Israel uh, are defeated. So, Jezreel Valley. At the tip of the Jezreel Valley, on the left, there's a ridge in Jerusalem, and those mountains way on the top is Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel, then. When you are at the right strategic place in Carmel, you can see Valley of Israel. And we found it this time, after many times I've been there, and, 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 and by the way, the rocks there in this area, the black, white rocks, are totally burned. They're perforated in carbon, just like we saw the rocks in the salty area of Sodom and Gomorrah this time. They were so burned, crispy. It's an amazing Formation of rocks, uh, uh, ideal and identical to the rocks that the same fire that burned at 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 uh, 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 at Sodom and Gomorrah burned in in Mount Carmel came from, from the Lord. Both fires came from the Lord. And so uh, let's go back to verse twenty, chapter eighteen. Are you are you with me now? Wake up now. This this is time for Bible study. Time to share the Lord. Time that you listen to me, what I'm going to say to you, and I hope that you follow me and pay attention and disconnect anything you're doing, uh, so you're able to get the word uh, to you. That's what uh, this is what uh, <laughs> Andy Hines is saying. I can't play with the computer while Brother Rick is preaching. I got I got to study the scripture. So let's go verse 20. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. It must have taken weeks. You see, he is referring children of Israel is, because he already had 850 prophets of Baal. So let's get the children of Israel to come. And let's get the people involved in the government of Israel. Let's get the leaders of Israel, representatives of the tribes and the families, to come. And so, we, we could save several thousand people. Now today, as you look at Mount Carmel, it seems that Mount Carmel has no, uh, uh, has no uh, space for that many people. But if you take the vegetation that has grown pretty wild in that area, you, you notice that if you take all the vegetation on Mount Carmel, and you can't do that by looking to special programs, there's a flat area that goes from the left all the way down, all the way around, all the way toward, right, right to where the little church is, and so several thousand people could be could see from there the peak, the highest, the highest spot. Now, there's a church there, and it takes at least two acres of space, and that's also what we're talking about, space, because the children of Israel had to climb. Now, to climb Mount Carmel, you can't come from the east side because there's a drop in there to several thousand feet if you look if you are Jezreel Valley looking up to Mount Carmel it's up it's several thousand feet in the air and so it's a place that God burned from heaven uh, the altar of the the Baalians and so several weeks I don't know how long maybe several maybe a month in order to get everybody there. And Elijah then, after this waiting time, came up upon all the people and said, and this is what he said, How long do you halt between two opinions? And if the Lord be God, follow Him. If Baal, then follow Him. But don't sit on the top of the fence, most of your life, because you want to please people. This is what the prophet is saying. That there's a time in spiritual renew and cleansing that you must make your mind where you're going to be as far as the cross of Calvary. Because when you reject the cross, you reject the will of God. When you reject the will of God, you reject the salvation of the work that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, dying for our sins. You can't be in the left or on the right or in the middle, but you've got to come up with an idea. You can't be in the middle. You've got to be left or the right. And there he says this, I, even I, only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 or, or 850. It's confusing here because on verse 19 the prophets of the grove, 400 the eight in Jezebel's table makes the number at 850. Whatever the numbers are, it doesn't matter. What really matters is simply that the prophet Elijah is saying I'm the last one. I I don't have it. I, I want you to know I'm the last one. There's not a single prophet of the Lord on top of this mountain but me. Now why is the, the prophet Elijah would would uh, deal with that? Why he would simply call attention to himself and say, I'm the last one? I want you to think about that. Because Elijah, after being at Corinth ravine, eating bread and Meat brought by the havens, the ravens, all the way to Zarephat's house, healing the boy. And this battle begins with uh, Ahab. He's battling. So perhaps he's tired. Perhaps he is uh, overwhelmed with the battle. And I want you to know that anybody who represents the Lord in the midst of so great a resistance, at times looked at himself and say, Lord, what do I do? Lord, what are you going to do with, through me? God, oh, I'm, I'm alone down here. There's nobody that's behind me. I, I want you to know that, that uh, uh, it's normal not to doubt the presence of God, but to feel alone. And most of you that follow this ministry, which is a ministry that's been standing for 66 years, I'm 80 years old. I started at the age of 14. I was pastor of a church in Brazil. And I moved to the States at the age of 15. And I've been here since July 4th, 1960. You count the years. I have done it. What I'm saying to you, if I made a mistake on the years, here could be could be uh, 50, 61 years that I've been here. I I need to look at my passport and see, but I don't have any paperwork that would tell me. All I do is over 60 years of ministry. I have felt alone, especially when serving as an elder in, in in the United Methodist Church. I felt alone. I felt rejected. I felt like there's no support for me. I felt like nobody cared as to who I was and what I was doing. So it's normal to feel left alone. But at the same time, I want you to know that the Lord God Almighty has expressed Himself in so many ways letting me know that I've never been alone. I've never been alone. He has been sustaining me in my downs and outs, in my weakness, in my my deficiencies, in my problems, in in my struggles to remain serving the Lord. And so... Elijah simply says to them, how long halt you between two opinions? Uh, The word two opinions here uh, means divided mind. Your mind is divided. You don't know who you are. And the problem now is that you don't have more than a United Methodist Church. You're not a part of um, uh, a, a global Methodist Church. You're just a Methodist without affiliation, without contact to to anybody. Now, I want you to know it feels good to be alone. Because at least I can see what's going on into the world, spiritual world today. And, And so, I'm saying to you, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? If you are serving God, serve God. If you serve Baal, go follow Him. But leave us alone. Get to it. Let's see who wins. Then Elijah said unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord. Not the only prophet of the Lord in Israel, but the only prophet on top of Mount Bethel, or top of Mount Carmel. (laughs) Let him, therefore, give us two bullets, And let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut into pieces and lay it in the wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it in the wood and put no fire under it. Notice that the prophet uses Old Testament material thought, sacrificial system of the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament in the the, uh, in the tabernacle of Moses in the Midian desert, bullocks were a popular way of asking God to forgive their sins. As God introduced a way to present an animal, that animal then receives my sin as I transmit my sin to the head of the animal. And then the animal is slaughtered and my sins are forgiven. God instituted that. And so they, Elijah is being very biblical here. He's using the sacrificial system to bring the situation into a place to where everybody would understood. Everybody understand what he's about to do. Everybody had to understand. They remember Moses. They remember Egypt. They remember the medium desert. They remember the cloud of day in the fire by night. <coughs> they remember manna coming from heaven. Remember meat and birds coming out of the sky falling in their kitchen table. They remember all of that. It's part of it being Jewish. And so, the prophet brings everything into a place of understanding, a moment of understanding. Because you have to build that up. You see, you just go over there and just uh, build an altar and put fire on it and put a bullet. No. Notice that the, that the animal that Elijah presented to the Lord was dressed by Him. What do you mean by that? Prepared, cut, organized, separated. And of course, I don't know what uh, the Baleen's prophets did with, with that bulec, but I would not even touch that. Because you see, you don't know how to prepare a sacrifice unto the Lord. You, you don't have any methodology on how to come to Him and respect His holiness and righteousness, and bow before Him, prostrate before the Lord. You just walk in chewing gum. There's a difference here. There's a difference between what you understand is about to happen, and, and you doing because it's cultural. It's culture to follow Baal. Everybody does, so I'm going to do it. And I buy a little piece of Baal here, and I put it on my window, and I ask him all of the things, I begin to talk, listen, the Catholic Church in Brazil is completely corroded by that type of theology. They don't worship Jesus there. They worship Mary. It is unbiblical, unscriptural. I'm not saying that Mary is bad. I'm saying that worshiping her and not worshiping Jesus is a bad decision. You see, the Baleen mentality has taken over America to where the idols are before you. Look at the television. They're selling me a car like they're selling a piece of beef. They're selling me an apartment like they're selling a a diamond. If you have this, if you have this, and if you have this, you're going to be okay. I I don't have to ask you what I need. I don't have to obey your idea of who I'm supposed to be. I make my choices. I'm not sitting on top of the fence about life and about what God has for me. I'm standing in the sight of Jesus Christ, him crucified and resurrected, ascended into heaven, and on the third day he raised he He rose from the dead and and and, and fifty days later he went into heaven. See, I'm I'm serving Jesus. He is my Lord, God Almighty, He is my Father, the Holy Spirit, He is the light that illuminates my heart. You gotta make up your mind. You've got to come up to a place in your life to where you're not a bailing people. Am I am I am I a, a little mad here? You're Amen. Okay. I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put fire, and no fire under it, because an altar is only given to the Lord when you burn. The brazen altar in the wilderness stood above, uh, f- raised and protected by four bullocks made out of bronze. Six feet, six to ten feet tall, one on the east and west, one on the north and the south, holding this large area like a plate uh, made of bra- uh, a brass in order to put wood underneath and burn the sacrifice. And so the thing here is that you have to build a sacrifice. Look at verse 24. And he says I'll call you and call you on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. Call you in the name of your God and I will call upon the name of the Lord. You see there's a definite specific mentality in the life of this prophet he is not simply dealing with the idea that god might be there or he is a part of him he is simply saying i will call upon the name of my lord it's a personal thing the baling thing it's a community natural cultural thing and it smells to no end you got to know the difference between the god of balance in the God of Israel. And the God who answers by fire. Now, that's the test. Because you see, he knew that if the sacrifice was righteous before God, fire is part of it. That's what Pentecost is all about. When they came, 120 of them, And they began to sing praises and worship the Lord for a whole week. Many of them were sitting down, worshiping the Lord. God answered by fire. Tongues of fire began to burn on top of people's heads, saying to you and I that the presence of the Almighty God is here. And look at this. And the God who answers by fire, Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It's well spoken. The victory of Elijah is here. You see, he didn't have to bring the fire. What I'm saying to you is that uh, the presence of the Lord within you brings the fire. The commitment to the kingdom of God in your life through Jesus Christ and the work of the cross brings the fire. The fire is the signature that the Lord God Almighty is present and it can be a fire that burns within your heart. In Brazil, they celebrate Pentecost uh, 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 celebrating Pentecost in Brazil using the words Coração Aquecido. this Gate was a time in which the heart how john wesley was strangely warmed baal claimed to be the sun god the lord of the elements the forces of nature while jehovah well identified himself with a token with this token fire fire Let's go to verse 25, and we're beginning to get to the point to where you understand what I've been trying to say. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourself, and dress it, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, and put no fire under it. So, in a way here, the prophet is teaching the Baalians how to deal with a bullock. Dress him up. Don't you go over there and put the guts and all the entrains of that animal in the presence of, the, uh, of anything. It's, it's not supposed to be in the pre- God. The God of Israel is present here. So don't desecrate the sanctuary. And they took the bullock which was given to them and they dressed it. Notice that the prophet is telling them what to do. Now the superiority of the power of God is that when you pray and ask for His presence to identify who you are, He does it. The identification of the servant of the Lord is critical so people know that the servant of the Lord is not acting on His own but in the the will of God. And called the name of Baal. He told them to call their God Baal. Now look at the posture, look at the prophet. He's telling them to dress it up. He's telling them <laughs> uh, to uh, court it. and look, they begin to call upon the name of Baal from morning, even until noon. All baal, hear us, All baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any who answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. There was no answer. I want you to know that you have to hear this herald of faith and justice. There's no answer. Of all the religious superstitions in the world presently, there's no answer from from that source. Evil never been able to speak who it is. Evil has never been able to identify itself and bring blessings upon the nation of God. Evil has never been able to overcome what was done at the cross of Calvary. You can vote, you can put it down, you can harass it, you can expel, you can... I've been done all of that, I've been through all of that, but there's nothing that evil can do against me for the power of the Holy Spirit identifies me as a servant of the Lord. With all my downs and ups, my sins forgiven by the cross, I'm still a servant of the Lord and I'm not going to quit, I'm not going to retire. And it came to pass at noon. Now, God is saying, 1 King." By the way, First Kings is written about a thousand years before Christ. So we're talking about a very important time in the life of Israel. On five eighty six, the Solomon's temple is destroyed. A new temple is rebuilt, smaller. Israel goes into captivity. There's a lot of things that are going to happen after these events. But look at this. It says, It came to pass at noon. So it's given a clockwork here. a noon. It came to pass at noon. Sorry about Luke. That, that Elijah mocked them. He <laughs> said, Cry not loud. I mean... Yelling and screaming. For He is a God. Either He is talking, or He is pursuing, or He is in a journey, or perhaps sleeping, and He must be awakened. In other words, I don't see nothing that your Balaam is doing in the life of the church. I don't see nothing that Balaam is doing, as we as a denomination, that honors the cross of Calvary. I don't see what he is doing, when every Sunday as the choir raises a cry out to God, I raise my feet after that seat and raise my hand and say, Hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus. And so the prophet is right. Go wake up this God because He's asleep. That's the way to understand culture. That's the way to see culture. You don't see culture as that powerful thing of the woke that's going to change my mind. Nobody will change my mind except the Holy Spirit. Well, I need to stop, and tomorrow i do verse 28. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, that Your fire is burning on our hearts. We are totally committed to You, God, as to what You call us to do. So come, Holy Spirit of God, sanctify us, change us, mold us according to Your image. Renew our hope, our call. Your word says, God, that uh the call and the gifts are without repentance or are irrevocable. And I know, God, I respect that scripture. And I'm not going to quit or essay it's quit or released. I am called until death to serve the living God. And I know that Elijah would appreciate that. The Lord be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.